Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and it's been a week that's kind of been dominated by the announcement on Monday um, to do with the roadmap out of pandemic. So uh, a lot of thought this week really about what comes next, uh, how fast we move on and the things we're going to start doing again that we've not been doing I guess this year really. Um, And so we'll get into that in a bit more detail but not until we've had a little bit of that jangly twangy guitar. Monday. So today was all about the announcement, about the roadmap, as it's been called, uh, that gets us out of our lockdown restrictions and sets a course for um, the second part of the year when hopefully, hopefully, we'll be back to some kind of um, normal life. I mean, we don't know what that's going to look like um, and what normal will be. And I don't want to use that phrase new normal, so I'm not going to use that phrase new normal. And if you think you heard me say new normal, then you didn't because I'm not using the phrase new normal. But um, I suppose the first thing is that obviously we kind of knew what was coming. I mean, it was being briefed from as early as I think about a week ago. Um, but certainly the briefing increased over the weekend and it was all over the the sort of the weekend papers. So we had some idea of, of, of what was coming. Um, I guess it was slightly more cautious um, than I probably would have expected. I didn't know if... If um, Boris would give in to um, that hardcore of his party that were wanting everything to be done and dusted by April, but he's he's followed the well, he said he's followed the date and not the dates. Though you know, there's a lot of dates in what he said, and didn't seem to be a lot of data in what he said. But certainly, there's there's I think it's fair to say there's a lot of science that sat behind it. Um, and I, I was, I was struck by, by the fact. I thought it was quite balanced. Um, I didn't think it was a, a particularly, um, you know, out of the way approach. I didn't think it was. I mean, compared with some of the other things we've had, you know, you look back over, uh, eat out to help out, uh, which which has you know hasn't aged well, and have, and and a few other things in terms of you know making decisions a little bit late in terms of lockdowns both this time last year and September so I think in in that respect then um, it's probably it's probably more balanced the right sort of time it's it, it seems to be um, a reasonably sensible approach the the only thing I'm not I, c- I can't really make my mind up on because there's two sides of this but um, I don't know I think it's absolutely right that the primary school kids go back I I think they de- they desperately need to go back. Um, I could go either way on the high school kids for the sake of three weeks before Easter. And the only reason why I say that is, and I appreciate there's a lot of kids out there that won't be in the same situation as my son. My son seems to have done quite well uh, in terms of work. He's, he seemed to be getting, you know, getting a, a decent amount of, of work. He seems to be coping with it. He doesn't seem to be doing too bad. And I think if, if he had to do another two or three weeks, I don't think that would be a major major problem um the reason why i question it a little bit with high schools uh and i'm not saying this is i'm still working through it so i'm not entirely sure but there's an argument and i could put forward you know put forward an argument that said um 
if you if the high schools went back after Easter, that would be another five weeks, and that would be another five weeks of vaccination. And we know there's far more chance of a transmission transmission event happening in a high school than in a primary school. All the data from the you know from the when the kids went back uh, in in September absolutely points to that. So we know we know that's a thing. Um, and I then look and go well. In those instances, if you have kids bringing home um, COVID from high schools, they're probably at the moment going to be bringing it back into households with uh, parents who haven't been vaccinated. And whilst the chance of that causing a fatality is obviously a lot lower than a, an older age group, the fact of those you know, of parents in their late 40s and early 50s needing hospital treatment is still relatively high. I mean, hospitals are filled with 50 and 60 year old people you know now more than maybe 70s or 80 year old people from what I've heard again it's anecdotal I'm not 100% sure but the point being there are people of that age group that are finding themselves needing hospital treatment now it might not mean as many fatalities in terms of percentages but at the end of the day it's still a strain on the on the infrastructure and a strain on the NHS so I, I could very much get my head around an argument that would have given us another five weeks to vaccinate. Um, and I think in that time, you probably would have got through most people over 50, um, you know, in that five-week period, maybe even started to work to some of the people in the 40s, which in a lot of situations would have been the ages of, you know, parents who've got kids in, in high school. Um, so I could go either way on that one. I'm still not I'm still not there because I also accept there's an issue where, um, certainly from an education point of view and absolutely from a mental well-being point of view, those kids also need to be back into some form of structure and routine. So I get that. And I'm still not quite 100% sure which way I lean on it. Um, but I think I, I, I think splitting what we did over schools may have been something worth worth doing um i don't know jury's out it won't jury's not out my in my head i'm still not convinced but i i think i think another five weeks to vaccinate before you put high schools back may well have been a may well have been a good thing but outside of that i think the rest of it looks looks relatively looks looks relatively um you know um kind of sensible and we'll wait and see we'll wait and see how we get on in the next in in the coming weeks and months Tuesday. One decision we have made uh, on the back of, I guess, a bit of a feel-good factor, but I guess a, a, out of a, a little bit of positivity around the news yesterday, is we've booked some flights. So, um, and it's, this was quite a difficult decision, really. And I think, to a certain extent, the decision was made based on the value of or the cost of the flights involved. So you may recall we were hoping to get to Spain last year, couldn't manage it, had a villa booked, moved it a couple of times around, couldn't make it work, ended up moving it to the summer um, this year. And it's it's booked in for the last week of, of August, first week of September, the crossover week. And so um, we've ummed and about whether we'd you know, we ought to go or not. Um, we've talked a little bit about whether we feel ready to get on planes and all those kind of things, um, but decided that we'd like to have that to look forward to if, if possible. And and the real killer or the real decision maker was the cost of the flights. Um, so we booked flights this week uh, for the four of us to and from Alicante at reasonable times. 
um, and they were less than £600, including some baggage. So um, in, in reality, far cheaper than you'd ever normally get within a school a school holiday. And I think, I don't want to say that we've booked them knowing that we may lose the cash because we'd be able to move them around. But I think had they been a couple of thousand quid, I don't think we would have done it. Um, and maybe when we get there, it'll have proved to be a very sensible decision maybe when we actually get around to august everything's in a good place uh we've we've you know we've we've there's been a reasonable amount of travel to and from uh vaccines are holding up uh and we and we we probably realized that actually it was a very very good decision and we'll get a you know we'll get a great holiday based on not a lot of cost alternatively the summer might be a disaster uh vaccination going abroad all those kind of things you do, you know we might be in a situation um where cases are on the rise and which point I guess we take a decision about whether we you know we 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 take those flights or not but on the back of yesterday's news and the, core, the sort of the idea that you maybe would get a summer holiday um then I think we 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 probably made a decision that wasn't too much of a gamble um but we'll wait and we'll wait and see um I'm I'm hoping we can I missed it last year I'd love to get back this year um we'll just have to uh I, I I guess we'll yeah we'll we'll I suppose it is just that wait and see type of type of approach. Wednesday. I want to give you a bit of an update on the crypto story. Um, you'll remember I mentioned about my fascination with cryptocurrencies uh, a few episodes ago. Um, and on the back of that, I ended up with a Crypto.com account and I ended up with a little bit of money in their um, their sort of token, which is called Crow. Um, and it was down to the fact that um, a friend of mine needed to send me some cash. So he sent, he, he'd got a, a, a Crypto.com account as well. And he sent me, he said, do you want me to send you it in Crow? And I said, yes, great. Send me across in that. And let's, let's, because it's, it's a relatively small amount of money and I might just leave it there and forget about it. So, um, and the first week was an unprecedented disaster. So it was, it was roughly 150 quid that he, he sent me. And I had a little bit of a kickback for opening the account. So I'd got the equivalent of about £170 or so, £175 or £170 probably, uh, GBP equivalent uh, in this crypto account. And in the first few days, it sank like a stone. It sank down to um, about 120 And And I mentioned this, I did a, a, an extra uh, bit of TFM content um for my patrons i still can't get over the fact that i have patrons i have i now have 20 people who support this podcast which is absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic and i must thank you all and you're all wonderful and brilliant and beautiful and we've had a few chances to get together for chats and it's really nice it's you're just a, a lovely lovely group of people but I mentioned this first time round in in uh, an extra bit of content I did on Sunday, and um, at that point in time, this this I'd forgotten about this bit of currency, and at that point in time, uh, uh, I think over the weekend it was it had it had risen exponentially. I mean, we were into double and above its value. So um, I think I think I don't know whether it was the, over the weekend on Monday. This 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 currency rose to about the equivalent of five hundred and thirty quid. Um, but 
obviously these things are hugely, hugely volatile. Um, and I've made the decision, I'm just going to leave it. Uh, um, in terms of the fact that this might be one of those stories where, you know, in 10 years' time, I'm sat there in a situation where I say, would you believe I invested £150 in this currency and it's now worth twenty-five grand?" And that might be, that might be a conversation. It might equally not be worth anything. I might lose all of it. But the point is, this this to this this currency this token uh, crow it's it's a really relatively low amount of money that an individual unit is trading for so whereas bitcoin is trading at sort of 40,000 you know pounds roughly uh for effectively one unit of bitcoin this thing's trading at about 10 pence so there's a long way to go. And I don't, I, you know, I've, I've not followed Bitcoin for long enough. I don't know at what point, what value Bitcoin started out originally and how fast it jumped to be the value it is. But the point is that Crow could disappear or Crow could end up being something that is that is traded and therefore increases its value over a period of, of you know, of days, weeks, months, years, decades, potentially. So um, I'm, I'm going to leave it. Um, I mean, it, it flattened down from the five hundred twenty-five and thirty quid. I think it's settled down and it's back at it's back at sort of three hundred and fifty pounds um, now. But the point being, that's still more than double what it was when I started, um, and it's still a you know a relatively low amount of money per unit of uh, of currency. So um, we'll see we'll see where it goes. Apologies for those people who heard a bit of this on on the extra shot but i thought it was just worth mentioning that it's there and it's happening and it's doing its thing and you know who knows who knows what that might be worth in five years time um i think it's i think it's worth i think it's worth the gamble to, to and worth the journey to you know to find out <laughs> You've heard me talk about Fraser, about the fact that I think Fraser is possibly as near as damn it a perfect or the most perfect comedy series that's ever been created, produced, thrown out into the world. Um, and the big story today was the fact that um, they've announced that there's going to be a reboot. Uh, Paramount are going to do a reboot of Frasier, um, and it probably will happen sometime. I imagine probably some point this year, we may get it late this year, we may get it early part of next year. And I really don't know how I feel about it. Um, there's talk about which members of the cast may or may not come back. Obviously, we hope we won't have John Mahoney because uh, he, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, and as much as I would love to see more Frasier, I mean, I honestly you know, can't begin to tell you um, how great it would be in one breath. In another breath, I really don't think they should go anywhere near it. Um, I think it's largely perfect. Uh, I think it. I think it stands as just a, a complete body of work. Um, it probably finished around the right sort of time. Uh, the, the story arc was very much to do with Niles and Daphne, as in you know, in my mind, it's the story of Niles and Daphne. That's that's what it is. Um, you know, he's um, David Hyde Pierce, the guy who played Niles, has suggested that he wouldn't want to be involved. But I just, I just don't know if we need to go there. I don't really know what else we're going to get out of that particular 
you know, that particular well, if I'm being honest. So, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm such a devotee of the program, but I, maybe, maybe it should at this point be left alone. Um, and we'll just keep what we've got, which stands up to endless rewatch anyway. Um, you know, and, and just let it be. Um, now, there could be the other side of this, that the reboot might not involve any of the original characters apart from him. And it may be that maybe if you are going to do it, maybe that's how you do it. Maybe you don't you don't involve any of any of, you know, the story arc that went on the original series and you start afresh in a different place with a totally different set of supporting you know, casting characters, and you don't, and you resist the temptation to bring everybody back for guest appearances. You, you, you know, you don't play to the crowd in that respect, uh, and maybe that might work. Um, but then, if you're going to do that, I'd, I'd be interested to see if that would be a totally different format as well. That maybe that could become some form of, you know, hour-long comedy drama rather than the format that it was in before if you're going to explore it explore it in a different way and that might that might work but i don't know i'm st- i'm still skeptical i'm still skeptical I, I i you know desperately 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 would want new fraser but i don't know i don't know i'm 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 going to say do you know what just 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 leave it where it is and let's look forward to something new <laughs> I may get to see one more game in the Premier League at Bramall Lane before the end of the season. It's a big if at the moment. It's a big if. If you look at the dates on the roadmap, then theoretically speaking, there may be the last weekend of the Premier League season when um, stadium could be open. Now, there's all sorts of ifs and buts with regard to this. Um, There's wanting to go. Uh, which seems a bit weird when we've booked flights for the end of the summer, but that's a big time difference between the two events. Um, though I potentially would have had a vaccine by then, so that made me, might make me feel far more you know, uh, comfortable in going. And technically it is outdoors, but you know, there's also a, a lot of aerosol, shall we say, at a football match. So that would be, uh, that would be an interesting thing. Um, and of course everything would have to fall in exactly the right way to allow that to happen plus um, if they had to social distance at a football match then that might be half capacity it might be third capacity you know yes I'm a season ticket holder yes you know there's a, the, all the everybody that goes my brother my dad um, the kids that go we're all season ticket holders but over I would suggest I would say probably Bramall Lane is probably thirty-five to forty percent season ticket holders. I would get hazarding a guess. Not quite sure. Um, they probably wouldn't let any away fans in, so you might be able to spread those out. Um, but it would be interesting to see how many out of the sort of thirty-five, thirty-six thousand capacity they could they could allow in. It might be ten thousand. It might be fifteen thousand. It would still be enough to make a hell of a racket. And it would still be enough, um, which would which would be interesting for what will be the last game of a season where you know I'm expecting we will be relegated back down to the championship. So, um, so you know, it's a 
I'm trying not to get excited about them, but I've desperately missed it. I've desperately, desperately, desperately missed going to the football. In fact, if you go back over the last year and think about the things you've really, really missed, then then the football really is one of them. Um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, it's a huge, 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 huge thing that that uh, you know that I've 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 missed. Um, and actually, and I think we've had this conversation before. One of very few things. Uh, and probably two of those things we've talked about this week. One being, you know, one being the opportunity to go on holiday, and the other one being, being the football. And I think outside of, you know, being able to go get my hair cut and grab a coffee and just watch the world go by, there's not a lot else that that I'm pining for in to quite the extent. And actually, as we've talked about as well, there's a whole load of new experiences that I really embraced. You know, I mean, it's not that I'm going to stop walking. It's not. That I'm, I mean, there's a, a lot that a lot of life changes that will continue, but. The football, could we, if we could get back, would that be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but but it is. It's there as a glimmer. I mean, I'm expecting to be back in September. I'm expecting when the, the season. Well, actually, August when the season kicks off in August. I'm expecting to be able to go back. So um, that that one almost feels, you know, nailed on um, at the sort of midpoint of August or what have you when we go back. Then that we'll be able to get back and and see, you know, and see some football. But it's whether we could get. Whether we could sneak a, a you know a, a sneaky Premier League one in before we finish, it'd be quite nice if we uh, quite nice if we could. So I'm going to leave you on that for the for the for the week. Um, see if that one actually plays out. I've got other th- other things I could tell you about, um, but we'll we'll leave it there, um, and we'll see what the next week brings. And actually. Bizarrely, the one thing I will also leave you with, um, Jason and I, who the uh, Jason uh, Guitar Show, Jason from the Nine to Forty Two um, podcast, um, we've got he's running something called Not the Guitar Show. So his Guitar Show event would normally be this weekend. I would normally have been going down to Birmingham this weekend to to take part in that, um, and he's uh, he's running a thing called Not the Guitar Show, which is a load of content that that you know manufacturers and partners have supplied for him that he's going to pump out over his social platforms over the course of uh, of tomorrow and then we've got a live kind of podcasty guesty evening tomorrow night so we're going to uh, we're going to you know get on a zoom call which we found a way of of getting out over facebook and we've got various people dropping in so various people we've had on the podcast um are going to drop in and say hi we've got ian sloan who i mentioned last week um who's going to pop in and say hello um and you know some of the people that we've talked to over the course of the past sort of six nine months are going to pop in and say hello and i think we're going to be on air um because I don't know how else to term it other than on air. I think we're going to be live for a couple of hours. And we're hoping for some kind of Saturday swap shop kind of vibe. That's the whole the whole thing we're going for. So it'll be a little bit chaotic. People dropping in, dropping out. Probably, you know, crashing each other on Zoom and people jumping in when they shouldn't be. But we'll 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 have a go and we'll see how it works out and see if we can, you know, maybe get some interaction going with the kind of folks who would normally have been coming to the show and just see if we can raise a smile over the course of the evening. So that's coming tomorrow night. Um and if you if you're interested, I'll put the link on the uh the show notes. Um and you can, you know, if you wanna you wanna tune in and see what's going on, then then it'd be lovely to have you. And in the meantime, um have a have a great weekend, have a safe week, and I'll talk to you uh next week. <laughs>
If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.